Hello internet welcome back to the politicast I'm your host Vihan and today I have a very cool person on the podcast with me he's a talented manor he's a he's a massive naruto fan and above all he makes really really good whatsapp stickers <laughs> welcome to the podcast aryan hi vihan thank you so much for welcoming me here yeah 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 so uh, aryan has a podcast of his own where he talks about he talks about a lot of things he talks about his opinion on a lot of things which is really insightful in my honest opinion like it's honestly really interesting to see his perspective on a lot of things so i would recommend that you go check it out later so today we're here to discuss australia's stupid lockdown so aryan would you like to give your thoughts first or should i give my thoughts first uh whatever you say i'd say australia's lockdown could have been handled quite differently the way they're doing uh to be very blunt it's just wrong it's very stupid and it's wrong and uh, it's actually not in favor of humanity's benefit if you get what i mean it's really yeah, not yeah. a lockdown which is i mean it's not achieving its objectives and it's really in the wrong direction it's immoral hmm Oh uh, yeah so I was actually uh, on call with one of my relatives who is in Australia right now so I was asking him about the situation and so like what I what blew my mind is that so he lives in Sydney and he's like yeah everything's opened up here he, he turned on even on video calls he's showing me this beautiful park that he was in with hundreds of people and I was like where's the jail and so then he tells me oh yeah that's Melbourne so like the fact that state governments have that much power to go ahead and exercise that strict of a lockdown because in melbourne they're out there like taking grandmas down with pepper spray because they weren't wearing a mask that actually happened yeah that was a really gruesome news to think that how exactly you said uh, in melbourne they are imposing such a strict lockdown uh in fact talking about the news where a, few, uh, a bunch of puppies were even killed what the fact mm. of covid-19 precautionary measures it's absolute bs it's really not anything that's you know productive or if it's even moral in the sense in fact i also had a friend i have a friend living in perth she mm. told me that okay she is actually going to school physically everything is fine there is no lockdown imposed even though there are cases which are all over i mean there are cases in victoria but melbourne is the only place where lockdown has been imposed so severely and it's really it's frightening to me okay mm. it's really scary the situation there mm. so yeah i feel like they, like a lot of the people on the far right have been talking about this which is basically that lockdown and like the vaccine and basically the way governments are responding is basically them grasping emergency powers and basically never letting go of them like canada and australia were previously not seen as like extremely authoritarian nations but now at least all the people who've kept up with the news they view them as extremely authoritarian so do you think that that's what governments are going towards that they're using covid-19 to become more authoritarian and and claiming moral high ground yeah i mean if you look at politics it's not just modern politics we look at any time leaders have never passed upon an opportunity to misuse or take advantage of any crisis or any situation mm-hmm. that comes up whether mm-hmm. it be the spanish flu epidemic uh, more than a century ago or the covid-19 pandemic there are mm-hmm. evidences and proofs of various political leaders all around the world uh, in several countries that includes australia as well which who have taken advantage of the situation to um, impose a more authoritative kind of a government and impose martial laws presidential rules and all in uh, by using the excuse of people's health and safety but all in all they're just uh, using this to impose their authoritative powers like to show that they are the bosses they are the rulers of this land and it's really really not good these politicians mm-hmm. haven't been chosen correctly to succeed Yeah so Ari one more thing that I wanted your opinion on is that I was only made aware of the situation because I follow some very far right leaning pages and like in terms of mainstream media nobody's covering this not even twitter has any sort of trending like twitter hashtags aren't trending on this matter so why do you think that's the case uh I think it's the same reason the governments might be uh whitewashing the media 
trying to cover up their news uh, these anything that's happening anything negative or more or less it's also the media i mean the media has to be tied up linked with the government somehow it's quite obvious uh, and uh, them not covering the horrifying news which is taking place right now in australia might be related to some government issue might be just politics or might just be that the media is ineffective hmm. in present scenario yeah so uh, building on that a little bit further uh, so what i've noticed is that like the mainstream media has developed this extremely strong left wing bias to the point where even social media companies like youtube and facebook are actively trying to censor the sort of content so do you think that this is another step towards some towards a more dictatorship oriented world true true i completely agree the way i mean as previously mentioned modern politics in modern politics these politicians are just trying to impose an authoritative rule mm-hmm. an authoritative kind of a government and they use any excuse to do that so mm-hmm. this very way of controlling the media controlling the press controlling what the public is aware of what goes out into the world is uh, extremely harmful as it just helps uh removing obstacles as in there won't be any interruptions and any obstacles to their authoritative takeover hmm. however uh, yeah. uh there was uh, yeah, yeah there was some good news on a part where i mean i don't know if you read this but the deputy premier of new south wales in australia john barilaro he announced that he would resign from the parliament citing pressures of the media scrutiny and an ongoing defamation case as having taken a toll on himself and his family this actually shows that media is not exactly uh, against the public it's not exactly corrupted in fact media coverage is actually applying pressure on the government and there is a chance for the government to not go in the extreme left direction there is a chance where we hear when when we hear leaders resigning from their posts that's true democracy and that's a chance that we can actually have some hope in this world. Mm. Yeah, uh, so do you think that strategies like lockdown are a legitimate strategy? Like is lockdown the best way that we can go ahead and deal with the pandemic right now? I feel it is one of the effective ways to stop mass spread of any disease. Uh effectively I'd say in our own country india it worked quite well in the early stages or that's what the media covered however as good as effective the lockdown might be there are many other outcomes side outcomes which are quite harmful any lockdown that is imposed imposes uh, a severe harm, has severe harmful effects on people's day to day lives as it is evident mm-hmm. just randomly suddenly stopping everything from happening has its severe drastic effects which you all are facing right now yeah what yeah, are, yeah. what's actually ha- not correct is uh, using lockdown unnecessarily knowing that lockdown has these uh, drastic side effects and yet imposing lockdown so strictly for such a few number of cases and that's really wrong on the part of australian government it's just paranoia and unpreparedness on their hand yeah so uh, i've been doing a little bit of research in fact my one of the main reasons i created the podcast is mainly to just whine about how in effect how lockdowns were a net negative and so just factoring in the economic repercussions that lockdown has had you know like the hundreds of people that have been pushed into food insecurity poverty etc 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 and so do you think that governments are willing to go ahead and just continue to crush their massive vote banks this way do you think that they can get away with it because there are new studies coming out saying that lockdown isn't effective even when the fauci email leak happened there were emails that were sent to dr fauci saying that you know sending the entire country into lockdown isn't effective well i'd like to take you into another sphere uh, trying to understand the psychological impact on people mm-hmm. that lockdown has suddenly trying to force somebody to do something against their will will never ever work till you don't actually explain to that person that hey doing this is actually beneficial for you similar way uh, suddenly imposing a lockdown on millions of people isn't gonna be effective because people 
would not be agreeing to do this it's and a lockdown is only effective when people are themselves willing to do it when people are themselves willingly uh, cooperating and are willing to self quarantine themselves mm. also it's not exactly feasible in all situations for instance i feel lockdowns can only work properly in fully developed nations as they do have the necessary amenities and uh, the they do have the basic facilities that allow them to stay at home without traveling and you know just being able to stay by yourself for even two weeks whereas uh, we have seen the the drastic harmful effects of lockdowns in developing nations and i fully agree that lockdowns aren't working in other countries but what surprised me was the inability the inefficiency of lockdown in such a well developed nation such a well developed country like australia itself because well you see it's clearly a bad it's mismanaged by the the australian government itself this time mm. so i fully agree with the stance that there are many different ways to curb the spread of the pandemic other than lockdown such as contact tracing community tracing and other such measures mm. yeah so along those lines so when we so coming to the other solutions so there was this very controversial uh, here uh, address to the nation by Jacinda Ardern so she's the prime minister of new zealand where she basically went ahead and talked about that even if we get 95% of the population vaccinated and we stay in lockdown we we will sort of have to stay in permanent lockdown forever if otherwise we're going to have at least over 7000 covid deaths a year and even australia has pumped out some similar statistics recently and that has done nothing more but fuel the anti lockdown protests and on the other side and just building on that situation recently joe rogan got covid 19 and so the, what that entire situation highlighted was that people are failing to recognize that the human immune system can pro- probably can build enough immunity and we don't need to get vaccinated so can i have your thoughts on all of that okay going in order i did read the news regarding what the new zealand prime minister had to say and that just shocked me because new zealand is known for being so paranoid that i think when they got just one new case of covid-19 in the country like a few weeks back they put the entire country into lockdown and i thought well okay you can never be too careful so in a way i mean they are being too paranoid but this is just going to prevent any more further spread but when i read the news the statistics they predict the predictions that there would still be around 60000 cases in the year and 7000 deaths in the entire year even if when they are in the lockdown just shows how terribly ma- mismanaged it has been mm. newsing's condition is just worsening at this point it's it's like a downward slope and uh, i used to admire the prime minister's efforts the way she had handled the pandemic last year but this year i really don't know what's going on there nobody actually knows what's going on there how are they getting such predictions how are they mismanaging such things and uh, these predictions 7000 deaths in one year even in such a strict lockdown situation i really can't believe it maybe maybe new zealand should try to look at what other successful countries have done such as taiwan and uh, um china itself how they have actually handled their dense populations by not not by doing a lockdown but by simply doing simple easy steps take by taking simple measures joe rogan getting covid-19 was actually not much of a surprise at this point anyone who's not vaccinated getting covid-19 is not much of a surprise at this point yes the body does build up immunity but people aren't simply i mean it's it's another saddening fact in the world about how poorly educated people really are i mean they don't understand how vaccines work i came across a tweet somebody made that hey why don't we just take like a uh, a weak specimen of this disease of a virus you know we kill them or like make them weak so that they go into a body a body fights them our body's immunity system grows and we become stronger and i was just shocked i mean that you literally described a vaccine do you not know what a vaccine is i found it hilarious but at the same time i found it extremely sad 
so people talking about how the body human body's immunity system is quite fine i mean okay if our immunity system was quite able to handle this virus then we wouldn't be living in a pandemic people wouldn't be getting uh, infected like this there wouldn't be like millions of cases present in the world today if our immunity system was able to handle it it's because our immunity system cannot handle it that we need to give an extra hand to our body in the form of a vaccine and trust me this rna vaccine people should really just read on how it works mm-hmm. you, you don't have to be a microbiologist to understand that it's a five minutes read it's quite simple on how it works if you have done basic middle school biology or high school biology so considering the fact that there are so many anti vaxxers in the world i think emphasis this is just another recurring proof that education system in developed nations as well it's is quite a failure people yeah, so, need to be informed yeah sorry go ahead yeah yeah, yeah. so We're what i yeah, yeah so what i wanted to ask you there is that uh, when the covid vaccine came out there have been a lot of people accounting that they've had uh, certain side effects in fact the cdc at one point had to go ahead and hold an emergency meeting because 2% of people who took the vaccine ended up with uh, heart pain and actually going further on that i mentioned this in my uh, previous episode of the podcast where within a month fauci went from we can't rush the vaccine out we need to do more studies to rush the vaccine out we'll do the studies later so do you think that that is some some, some substantial claim right there on not to take the vaccine and uh, just one little last tidbit on that part uh rand paul actually did a recent interview with a specific member of the us government where he went ahead and said that if a person has already recovered from covid who exactly are you to say that they still need to take the vaccine okay so i'll make uh, this doesn't have to be that long uh when the sputnik vaccine came out there were many many claims against that vaccine sputnik is one of the vaccines that is a one shot vaccine unlike all the other most of the vaccines which require two doses and uh, even the fdccc and uh, all major us health organizations including who did not wish to recognize the sputnik as a viable vaccine and universities all over the world were not taking students in if they were administered the sputnik vaccine and uh, the students had to get vaccinated one more time with another vaccine so yes when we talk about taking precautionary precautionary measures against certain vaccines it's completely understandable uh, that yes it has been rushed because if you see typically medicines and vaccines they take like a decade or so they can take up to a decade in fact mm. the entire polio epidemic i mean it took them nearly two decades for them to curb it it took nearly a decade to eliminate polio in our own country as well two decades more or less so when we see the covid-19 vaccine the covid-19 coronavirus is actually a much more complex virus it's uh, it's quite actually quite dangerous and the way it has spread over the world it has mutated quite several times hence mm-hmm. the entire procedure to research and to manufacture a vaccine for that very specific instance it's it does take a lot of time it takes a lot of time funding and effort into this research mm-hmm. hence we can't say that it hasn't been rushed yes it hasn't been, it has been rushed we need to accept that fact and we need to take uh we need to admit that we have prioritized the quantity and the time and effort over the quality of the vaccines quality may have been compromised we can't deny the fact but the very reason why they are saying rush the vaccines earlier then check them later is because the way the world has been going the way i mean it it has been uh, nearly one and a half years the world has been in this continuous lockdown and the way things are going the way the number of people are getting infected and how lockdowns are proving ineffective and how any other forms to curb 
the virus is not working and not to mention uh, not to uh, mention the fact that people are really getting uh, i don't know it's frustrated by this it needed a quick solution mm. and the solution to this pandemic came in the form of a preventive measure vaccines and i really think all people should go for vaccines sure you can be careful but being careful just means picking the right vaccine it doesn't mean not taking the vaccine at all because that's just in a proper that's just wrong and questioning whether vaccines are right for you just really takes you back 200 years down the lane when vaccine first came up and uh, it everything has been done for a reason why 200 years for 200 years humanity has vaccinated itself without any anti vaxers protesting against it and it's just because we have the liberty to do that that people are actually going for it so it's really not worth the risk you know not taking a vaccine just get yourself vaccinated it's much better uh yeah so when you talk about that you know the vaccine has been rushed for a reason that the focus was on getting quantity a lot of people including myself like our first reaction might probably be why can't we just state that this is fauci and by extension the cdc selling out to pfizer and moderna because they are the ones that are that will be producing the vaccines the moment the vaccine gets greenlit their stock price skyrockets so could it be also say that the that the entire reason the vaccine was rushed was because pfizer and moderna have extremely good ties with the government yes i mean okay yeah okay government links to health organizations and uh, pharmaceutical companies especially in the us i mean they have been well known for their unethical ties and the unethical ways these pharmaceutical companies and organizations actually work and uh, there is no doubt i mean there is quite a certain reason we have a reason to believe that yes government ties have played a major role in not just the us but many other countries they have tried to sort of bring about a monopoly yes we can see people indulging in their greed to gain a monopoly over the market for vaccines even in the midst of an actual world pandemic and that just if that doesn't scare you then i don't know what will seeing these companies actually uh, caring about their profits more than actually saving lives in fact the who and several other organizations and countries have pleaded these companies to uh, release their patent so that you know the focus is more on saving lives than making profit which should have been done from the very start but i mean they haven't and the result is uh, the death of so many people in the world right now because they just couldn't get any preventive measures not to mention the fact that pfizer what all they did in argentina i don't know if you've heard of it but the way pfizer actually controlled a monopoly in argentina and the way they literally made the argentinian government pay for the insurance for its own citizens that entire legal process that they did i mean it was quite wrong and i really don't like an entire episode anymore in fact i really don't think i would be applying for any of these international vaccines and moreover i really think uh, government should push forward for their own local vaccine domestic vaccines get them approved by the who but push forward for that uh, because economic factor does play a really big role i mean governments can provide free vaccinations for all but they still need to profit some from that they, the government needs to recover from it as well so for instance in our own country can I, is it fine if i talk about the vaccine in our country yeah yeah sure 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 okay so we do know that people are uncertain about the two major vaccines okay so people aren't exactly uh, good with covaxin but they are more comfortable with covid shield and hence the bharat biotech provided vaccines aren't exactly you know looked favorable by the people so in this very present scenario we can compare the sputnik and the pfizer in this very situation wherein uh, people are looking favorable to a particular set of vaccines because there's a huge shortage of those vaccines and subsequently leading to the supply demand graph we can see that the price of these vaccines are shot up to even uh 1100 rupees per dose and that's immense i mean considering the fact that they were priced at around 300 to 500 now 
uh, earlier on just a few months ago it's quite a lot of difference and the governments have to handle this by providing uh, subsidiaries trying to control the prices and also by giving these vaccines away from free it's a huge thing so basically this whole monopoly game is a very dirty game that they have been playing and they are not keeping people's health or anything as such in the focus so again politics is playing dirty politicians are playing dirty in the midst of a pandemic and uh, yeah yeah so arya uh, going back to one of the previous points you made about how quantity was made the folks sort of quality uh, and how the cdc said that you know taking the vaccine would go ahead and increase immunity against all the variants but then the delta variant came out and then the cdc just came out and said okay yeah all the vaccines you took they won't protect you from the delta variant so do you think that in that that considering what we do now it would have made more sense to not rush the vaccine um i'll take this opportunity to actually share some information some knowledge about the vaccines so covid-19 is one particular virus which has mutated far too many times and the thing with vaccines and mutations is that uh the reason why we have a new influenza vaccine every single year is because the virus keeps mutating and we can't have one single vaccine to end it all that's why we need to take booster shots every single year you may have observed that if you take that very example to understand how how the coronavirus works the virus has been mutating so rapidly that the present vaccines which uh, took like over a years time of research funding and energy to develop have actually very little effect on the new mutations and will continue to have less and less effect on these new variants as they come out because well the, the virus will keep on mutating and we will actually have soon we will have no control over the preventive measures on on the curb of spread of this virus that is if you don't act immediately the only possible way to solve this won't be vaccines but people themselves actually taking an effort taking a step to prevent the spread of this disease because preventing the spread of this disease is far more important than taking a preventive vaccine in your body because what will you do if the vaccines themselves won't work anymore because the virus is mutated so much that they are being useless uh yeah so on that uh going off of that i wanted to get your opinion on uh, vaccine mandates and vaccine passports as a whole and do you think do you believe that they are actively discriminatory or are they an active safety measure um so far i haven't actually read about any uh, countries any vaccine passports vaccine measures discriminating against any other country's vaccine so i really think that it's really a step they've taken for safety because they just want to make sure that the people who are coming into the country or the people who are visiting anything they don't they are they are properly and fully vaccinated it's just a form of preventive measure and it's actually a good step to take uh are you sorry question, I, right oh uh, no i'm sorry i think you've misinterpreted my question i meant uh discrimination on a domestic level because now what has happened is that uh the like specifically taking the example of the united states here joe biden has issued a vaccine mandate saying that if you have a company over 100 people and if they are not vaccinated you won't be allowed to function uh he's gone ahead and made other uh he's basically said that if uh businesses have started discriminating on this saying that if you don't have a vaccine passport we we reserve the right to hold service and uh, this is basically dividing a lot of countries france started having protests over the matter and we have seen some uh, first world countries like denmark going ahead and completely getting rid of va- the vaccine passport so could you please give your thoughts on that yeah sorry for misinterpreting the question before so i think it's a really good and necessary step that the us government has taken not allowing a company to function if you don't have the necessary number of employees vaccinated is really really important because g- companies even in the midst of the pandemic last year were forcing their employees to come in for work and that was quite dangerous and that i feel was one of the major reasons why we had so many phases and so many waves of this pandemic so strictly enforcing such laws upon companies making sure that they have all their employees vaccinated is only a pure good measure 
and other countries who are getting rid of the vaccine passports and getting rid of all these preventive safety measures is it's just the fool's play because you don't understand that you're actually letting capitalism win over a person's health and that's actually not true you and i have both been against capitalism we both understand the fact that capitalism has continued to grow in the midst of a pandemic which actually shouldn't have and now we realize that it has grown at a risk at the cost of people's lives so the countries like usa who have actually enforced such laws and regulations are actually good and i fully support and uh, i agree with these things oh uh, yeah okay so uh... uh coming to the end of the discussion here uh, firstly i was actually very pro capitalism because this having pfizer moderna and all of these companies basically run for who can get to the vaccines first was great in my opinion because then you could find one company that could go ahead and have like the best vaccine uh secondly what i wanted to ask you is do you think that uh pr- from what we've seen of covid death statistics and what not we mostly see it affecting people in first world countries who lead sedentary lifestyles and are generally or, re- or relatively very overweight uh so and again the joro uh, the joro with controversy addresses this which is basically we need to get people into gyms and we like the mask is basically nothing more than a bandaid fix to the situation and if we want to truly help quell the virus we should go ahead and get people to live healthier lives we should have them not just living off of Uber eats their entire through the, all of lockdowns. Open up gyms, have them exercise. So, could I have your thoughts on that front? Okay, I strictly want to criticize all the first world nations who are actually opening up. First of all, you cannot do all of that. I really want to criticize the way they have been taking this so leniently and prioritizing their uh, I don't know economy over a world pandemic going on. secondly yes we can mostly see uh, more unhealthy people more uneducated people in first world nations rather than the third world and developing nation and that actually surprises me the most joe rogan actually spreading misinformation about the covid-19 virus is actually really really uh, what can i say horrifying because the number of people who would actually be believing in him and following the same uh, is just will increase and worsen the situation even more so coming to that point yes it's quite shocking that our first world nations are actually uh, suffering more than other third world nations and as such because uh, well but on further thought if you think about it first world nations are the ones who actually take too much pride and would be the ones you know overconfident in their own abilities you know they aren't exactly Uh, they are being overconfident about their own uh, abilities to to be able to handle the situation currently and that actually leads to them not being able to handle the problem or the situation effectively at all so that's why i feel the developing nations are actually handling the situation much better because they aren't taking this lightly and they are actually putting all their ounces of force into actually facing the problem directly rather than the first world nations who are uh, running away from the problems and not exactly addressing them in the same way yeah but aryan when you say that you know the economy should not have been flourishing most economies weren't even if you go to see right now a lot of countries are still in recession and going further on the entire economy argument uh the entire essential services just that phrase is heavily flawed because defining what an essential services can be extremely difficult uh walks actually did a terrific thought uh, down on the situation where they talked about how hundreds of farmers had to go out replant whatever crops they could they had to let gallons and gallons of milk flow down the drain and uh beef producers were unable to get their products to convenience stores simply because there was a lack of packing materials because products such as duct tape cardboard boxes and plastic don't come under essential services so in that regard defining the what the economy should be i get what you're saying in terms of you know pfizer and moderna going ahead and making a profit but in this regard it's we we should be more uh, specific with our choice of words and uh, secondly 
why uh, a lot of republicans hold the stance that covid will eventually become like the influenza virus where it's some it, it it's it's more different than the common cold and having a strong immune system through exercise a healthy diet etc etc is the only long term viable solution we have okay i'll start answering from the last before arguing against your point that maintaining a fit lifestyle a healthy lifestyle exercising regularly won't exactly be the only way to prevent all of this okay being healthy having a good immunity is all and all it's fine but it won't exactly prevent uh, like protect you against all the possible viruses it just protects you from not falling ill regularly or that often what needs to be changed is the people's attitude and their mindset towards these things the way people respond to such situations casually and carelessly flouting restrictions and just not taking them lightly that's the main pandemic here that's the real pandemic people not taking things seriously knowing the fact that they are not only endangering themselves but they are actually endangering and risking the lives of millions of other people all around them is a the very fact that that causes all of this to happen i mean this pandemic wouldn't have happened if people were actually thinking a little bit having a a little bit of common sense of not traveling out when you're sick people don't exactly take their health seriously and that really shows it's not just about being health conscious and maintaining a healthy lifestyle but it's about knowing and being aware and empathetic about other people's health all around you uh could you yes. rephrase the earlier question Yeah. So my earlier questions. Uh, so I talked about. Yeah. So my earlier questions was when you talk about you know that the economy shouldn't have flourished. So I said. So what I was saying was that most economies are still under recession or they haven't recovered or have been pushed okay, back into there. recession. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. Pointing to that point. Okay. You said several countries' economies are still into recession. Now, can you uh, categorize or find something? find a similarity between these countries who are still into recession if you see they are mostly developing nations third world nations actually no, no. and even uh, no. even massive like first world countries france for example is still on is just gotten out of a recession the uk is still in a recession because they're still recovering from everything that happened in the second wave and the united states is still in recession although that's debatable because biden has horrible for uh, financial policy Okay. Well, uh, okay, let me clarify things out here. UK is in a recession since a very long time. In fact, they have been in huge economic debt, and the economy hasn't been doing well at all. All right. So it's mostly the international businesses are actually supporting. Otherwise, if you see the the pound was actually falling these past mm-hmm. few years. Their economy was actually in a bad state, in a pretty bad state, even before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. However, I I think you have missed out on the severely affected, the most affected countries, economically affected countries in the world. They are third world countries. In fact, I can name a few: Sudan, Venezuela, Lebanon, all the Middle Eastern and African countries, especially the African countries. These third world countries are the ones which haven't which haven't been able to recover from the recession. Mm-hmm. While if we see USA. France I mean France is actually getting out of the recession they are actually managing to do that Canada and if you look at all these economies they are capitalist economies and that's the very fact that brings into account that capitalism has been flourishing even in the midst of a pandemic and capitalism yeah, but- is actually going to flourish even okay It's, yeah, I I I need to stop you right there. Uh, for two things, firstly, Venezuela is socialist. Like Maduro is heavily socialist and inspired by Fidel exactly, Castro. Exactly, exactly. So, I'm saying the capitalist yeah. countries are the ones which are getting out of recession. Are the ones which are flourishing, which is U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. France is getting Venezuela, Sudan, and Lebanon aren't capitalist countries. That's mm-hmm. exactly why their economies are in severe recession. They are the mm-hmm. worst affected. And I think they are in the fourth recession year right now in presently mm. in the two thousand twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's uh, exactly again, what I'm saying. Yeah, but again, when you yeah, when ahead. you state a country such as Syria or Venezuela, for example, they have a lot of variables to factor in. Like first of all, that uh, the Maduro government decided to create a situation of hyperinflation, 
or the fact that uh, they've gone uh, full Stalinist Russia. Like there's a lot of things to discuss there or with Syria or a lot of these African countries which are plagued by a lot of issues that are third world countries centric. Also, uh, what I wanted, uh, yeah, so that was basically what I wanted to uh, pitch in on that part. And uh, why exactly do you believe that not improving the human body's immunity will uh, save you from the virus? Considering, considering the fact that this is straight off of Pfizer's website, where Pfizer said that you don't need to vaccinate children. Up, all the children from ages 12 and below don't need to be vaccinated because at they, they only develop asymptomatic symptoms and at worst suffer multi-system inflammation. Only 0.0007% of children in the US have died to the COVID to COVID-19. So do you honestly believe that the vaccine is really required in that case? And to other okay, let me talk about yeah, with stronger talk human. About, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Are you finished? Can I, mm. Should I? Okay. So when we talk about deaths and when we talk about cases, they both are quite different. Yes, having a stronger immunity does uh, reduce the fatality rate. It does give you a better chance to fight against it and to not die because of the virus. But saying that children under 12 do not need to be vaccinated at all, it's just outrageous because, I mean, you're literally saying that they don't need to be vaccinated at all against any other disease if you're saying that the immunity is that strong. Because uh, no. if you say COVID-19, if, if, if you say it's not necessary to vaccinate them against COVID-19, then why bother vaccinating them against the influenza, uh, against tuberculosis? against uh, any other disease because children are the ones which have which are given the maximum number of vaccinations in fact the very reason why we give vaccinations to children from a very early age is to develop their immunity understand how the immunity system works understanding that this can be quite complex but to put it in simple words it's that your body has separate kinds of immunities for every single kind of virus they do and you need this particular vaccine to build an immunity against the COVID-19 virus. So having a vaccine as a preventing measure is nothing wrong. In fact, you might say that, yeah, okay, I'm well off. I'm quite fine. I think I can fight the virus. I won't die. But then when a vaccine hits you, you see how much it has affected your body. Sure, you might not die, okay, but it has affected your body too much. And if you, all you're thinking about is that, okay, I'm not going to die then why not randomly go on a road and get hit by a car? Thinking that okay, I may just gonna break my bones in my body for a few months. I mean, okay, at least I'm not gonna die. That's not kind of mentality that we speak to live in, do we? Because we saw, we saw last year, we saw the millennials, we saw the youth, lower uh, than the age, age of 25, being confident and flouting COVID 19 restrictions, saying that. Hey, my immunity system is quite strong enough. I'm not going to get affected at all. But then we saw that the youth were actually getting affected quite severely. We saw a huge number of cases and huge number of deaths as well from that very critical age group as well. So yes, but Arya, the why should argument... we repeat the same thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the argument that a lot of the people on the right and on the libertarian end want to make here is that, like, as you said, right, there's a new influenza vaccine every single year because influenza keeps uh, mutating. So what people are suggesting is that just the way that a strong immune system can help you fight off influenza, a strong immune system can also help you fight off COVID. So again, I, I, I understand the point that you're trying to make in terms of that people should at least get vaccinated once so their body has some sort of immunity to the virus. But uh, considering that the US is constantly saying that you need to have X number of booster shots and whatnot, I, I, am, I personally believe that that is blatantly unnecessary. X number of booster shots just for the COVID-19 vaccine or? No, because... I like can general. No, no, no. General, just for... Just for COVID. Okay, so researchers, I mean, the scientists who develop these vaccines, it's not just one vaccine, but several other vaccines. I think, apart from Johnson Johnson and uh, Sputnik, all vaccines require two doses. And it's for a reason, okay? The other scientists have done something. I can't really comment on that. And they know, they've said it with actual good reason why we need a booster shot after six to eight weeks. I'm not going to go against that. But the fact that you're saying that if we have an immunity strong enough to 
so this team that this entire event that happened they were what exactly did achieve were no, they so, able to prove that vaccines are not effective no no what no, exactly what the, the what they were basically trying to say is that lockdown masks are inefficient and opening up is the way to go that we have to basically go ahead and recognize that we need to get our people to exercise because again if you look at the num- the people who are most susceptible to covid cases and death from the disease are people who lead sedentary lifestyles yeah 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 precisely yeah. true that's correct but that doesn't stop you from exercising from home as well i mean can exercise from home but anyway yeah, but keeping that Arya, aside yeah yeah but are you that aside i understand the, no 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 there i want to come back to lockdown I want to come back I, I to understand. Work. opening up, opening up. Hmm. I want yeah. to say this. There is a possible solution that many people were considering uh, during the early onset of the virus. That is, what if we just open everything up, not have lockdowns at all, and let people develop herd immunity? That is, if 40 to 50% of people have actually developed antibodies against it, whether getting infected or now that we have vaccine, are vaccinated against it. If we develop at least that much immunity then uh, we are practically good against the pandemic the pandemic can officially end but the thing is why we didn't actually do for it because the consequences of this was far too bad i mean to develop a herd immunity means is uh, accepting that thousands of people are gonna die it's not about the number of people just gonna get infected and develop the antibodies not everybody is gonna be able to survive against and uh, Yes, old people, the people who need the most exercise to remain fit and healthy at their tender age are the ones which are more, most susceptible to not only getting infected, but also dying from this disease. Hence, opening up isn't the best solution. It's not the best yes. scenario. Yeah, but Aryan, uh, you talk about, about you know, all the deaths that we caused to open up. But the thing is that people are already dying because of food insecurity poverty already but the repercussions on the mental health of so many people stroke and heart attack rates have gone up by 29 and 31% respectively a quarter of all teenagers have contemplated suicide already and just the fact that children need to go out they need to ha- they need to be out there with people they can't be cooped up all day at home a 6 year old needs to go out there and and be in physical school and we have the numbers to back it up there have already been studies done that show that when it comes to virus being the virus being spread in schools children aren't spreading it to each other it's mainly the teachers who are spreading it to children so as usual teachers are the biggest threat in the education system okay i'm i i'm going to respond to an earlier question hmm? uh why you said that uh, okay you talked about why a fully vaccinated that is a person who has taken two doses of the vaccine should continue to wear a mask and take preventive measures while going out the very reason is that wearing a mask is not just to protect you but to protect other people you may be vaccinated but that doesn't mean you can't get infected in the first place being vaccinated just means that you have like an extra boost to your immunity system but that doesn't mean it's 100% fully strong moreover you are constantly acting as an active carrier of the disease of the virus you are spreading the disease to other people you are fully vaccinated you may not be getting infected yourself you are a carrier of the virus you can easily catch it on carry it with you and not get infected but you can subsequently infect other people that's exactly why we are taking uh, preventive measures such as putting on a mask and then 95 masks or social distancing of at least 6 meters because 6 meters is the maximum transmission range for the virus which cannot go forward so yeah, yeah, yeah. all these measures are not just to protect you it's protect everyone around you yeah so and are yeah. i agree i agree on your point that in schools so it's not just about the children getting sick okay children may not die okay i can see all of my friends who were flouting covid restrictions last year and all of them got infected but there were no fatalities yes i understand that children's immunities are much stronger in that perspective in that understanding yeah they might not die but the thing is they are still going to get infected right 
and ultimately we all want to put an end to this pandemic rather than having more cases yeah so arya uh, going back to when you talked about the cost of opening up and the repercussions of that so is it honest do you honestly think that the number of people who would die in the short term because of uh, various reasons is is do you think that by basic application of greater good theory it is better to stay in lockdown than to go ahead and open up and if so please uh, explain why exactly is it better to let a, a, a relatively large amount of people die in the short term instead of having people suffer through a horrible economy uh food insecurity poverty etc in the like, please explain okay see it's i would okay it's if you ask me i have very uh, violent yes i would rather let people die now but that's not exactly what the world's opinion is right i mean but aryan there's already choice, precedent for it like for example uh, andrew cuomo uh, governor of new york he actually sent a bunch of old people who were covid-19 positive to die and then he just covered it up it was only very recently revealed in a bbc article uh, if you want i'll send you the link but yeah so it's not like we're not letting old people die already andrew cuomo went exactly. ahead and let it happen and now that the people uh, need to the situation is it still the no he resigned he has he's resigned he's resigned due to uh, sexual allegations or what not but yeah so the facts are stand that people are already suffering and dying under these conditions so why not go ahead and at least go for potential long term freedom from this virus instead of just doing what we're doing right now which is living on the edge that's what we're doing right now because uh, it humanity would rather bet on a thousand people surviving than uh, have 100 of them die and the rest 900 yes it's it's actually true it's, it's actually true if people uh, have uh, given these surveys of any kind if you just ask anyone a question of whether they would rather let a small percentage of the population die and that's all we say or would they actually these are wager on the fact that all of them would be on a 50% risk they would actually go for the 50% in this case it's more like a 5 to 10% risk so people would rather risk everybody's lives than have a small percentage of population actually die for every hmm. it actually works on that way and i don't blame them for that way that's actually a quite noble way of thinking sacrificing someone is not exactly i mean we don't exactly have the right to exactly declare that hey we will sacrifice this person to save ourselves or i mean of course But we do but like i mean i don't want to get into ethics right now i don't want to mm-hmm. get into the morality part mm-hmm. what actually morality is having the least number of people die as much as possible yeah and coming to that it's actually the one where you place a wage on everybody's lives than the one where you actually just sacrifice a few people mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i feel like uh what do you say i feel that if we were to run a government right now we would just go we would just plunge into that situation and be like okay yeah, we are opening everything up go sort it out for yourself but i feel like world leaders aren't doing it mainly because uh they have to show some sense of what would you call it ethics i guess that's the only thing stopping them here right and like people are already dying right now like for example uh hawaii one of hawaii has been one of the few states in the united states of america that has been in lockdown followed mask mandate to a t like you would think it's a eu nation it's an eu nation but uh they uh not i think it was maybe 3 or 4 months ago they had this massive spike they had this massive spike in uh, cases even after following all of this So, do you honestly think that uh, the longevity of ideas like lockdown and mask mandate, not on a global scale, do you think that the longevity exists or no? Yeah. So, how exactly? We already saw it fail in Hawaii, and Hawaii followed it to a T, right? I okay. I can't really comment on Hawaii because I have all the hmm. 
information. I mean, I don't know exactly what went wrong. Whether yeah. there was, I mean, how exactly did the virus come? I mean, obviously, it must have been migrants of foreign nationals who came in the country and because the virus can't just come from them, right? So, yes. Yeah, so, if that's the, the argument, case, then it's not. Yeah, so the so the uh, so now that you know we've seen countries like Australia, New Zealand, and Hawaii, and even a lot of EU nations who followed the lockdown, the mask mandate, and everything, followed it to a T, and they're not seeing this decrease in cases that they want to see. They're not seeing this potential light at the end of the tunnel. Do you think that it is to some level justified to go ahead lift lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, and all of that? Because there is the the precedent exists now. After a year of the lockdown. Okay, frankly speaking, I still don't know any state, any country which has actually been successful by not having any mask mandates, any vaccine, pro vaccine programs. Uh, actually, Texas and Florida. Texas and Florida. Today, I mean, they have. Okay, Texas and Florida. I, I really. I'm not sure what you're talking about because they are the states with the most anti-vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. States with the highest number of deaths as well. Yeah. No. The, okay. So when you compare deaths, that is subjective because if you're comparing Texas to a state like New York, as I already discussed, Andrew Cuomo basically went ahead and buried a bunch of statistics of old people that he basically flat out murdered. So that's one thing to note there. Secondly, when it comes to the rise in cases that we have seen. Uh, in Texas and Florida, that's mainly because uh, the it's it's mainly because the central administration wants to interfere with the state administration, and what they've basically done is they've started firing nurses and doctors uh, who aren't vaccinated, and so what this has resulted in is that because all the hospitals in these states are now short staffed, deaths are starting to go up because a doctor can only treat so many patients in a day, right? I I, I really don't have an answer. I can't answer. For the fact, I mean, on one hand, why aren't the doctors getting vaccinated? I mean, anyone who is actually having inadequate medical information with them, I mean, these are doctors and nurses. Why wouldn't they want to get vaccinated? Yeah, but Arin, no, that's not that... really, there's no place for that argument here. When you have a bunch of cases coming, when you have cases coming in, you can't just go ahead and fire the medical staff, right? That's like facing a you massive lawsuit exactly and firing your lawyers. You can't exactly have a medical uh, staff taking care of patients when they themselves are infected. You need to have a medical staff which is uh, uh, vaccinated against the disease, ones which won't themselves get infected when they're treating other patients. Otherwise, the doctors themselves can act as massive carriers and uh, sources of spread of the virus, for instance. Yeah, that's true. But I, I mean, imagine but, uh, going to a doctor. Yeah, imagine but going to the doctor for treatment and ending up with it. Yeah, but the thing is that ever since the lockdown started, this is regardless of country, first world countries and even third world countries like India, they have gone ahead and ensured that every time doctors deal with COVID patients, they immediately go into self isolation. They've been taking RT PCR tests on the regular. These are doctors who are testing negative for the virus for being fired. Yeah, then I'm really not favorable because something is better than. Isn't it? So at least having the doctors take care of the patients, yeah, that's actually better. And if these are doctors which, as you said, are testing negative uh, on a regular basis, then I really don't see a point in uh, in firing them. And I really don't yeah. see a point, first of all, in them not getting vaccinated. But again, that that's a thing. That's something which I for which I don't have the necessary context. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't really comment on the fact why aren't they getting vaccinated. <laughs> Let's just assume that it's some genuine thing. And on the Actually, yeah. Of the information uh, that we have. Is that, yeah. Uh, is so that, on that, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay, so actually what, on uh, that, uh, a lot of uh, hospital nurses and doctors have been coming forward, giving personal recounts of what's been happening in hospitals when it comes to dealing with COVID. And some of the stories, truly horror stories that people have lived through. So I'd recommend you go ahead and look through, just look through, uh, just search on YouTube or something. The, 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 it is shocking what is happening in the hospitals. I won't go into detail here because I think it's a little too gruesome for every for the internet. But yeah, we should definitely look into what the doctors have been saying in terms of how their hands have been tied in some cases when it comes to treating the situation. And yeah, 
is there anything you would want to further discuss on the matter cuz i have discussed everything i really don't know what to say about the doctor's situation it's kind of complex and i have been thinking since a very long time since i read about it but like i could both agree with you mm. on this point and at the same time disagree as well mm. i agree that firing the doctors is wrong but at the same time i would also disagree and i would say these are the ones i mean they are the ones who are taking care and they are not getting vaccinated and how do you i mean they have to set an example they mm. need to set an example act as role models yeah because since they are the frontline warriors frontline fighters mm-hmm. so it's it's quite a controversial thing Hmm. Me personally, yeah. I don't have much to discuss. I mean, we we have talked about how uh, uh, Australian and New Zealand governments manage the situation. We have talked about all the possible things. Hmm. So yeah, man, it was great to have you here on the podcast. Uh, let me know if you ever want to come here again to discuss something else political. Thank you so much, Vyan, for having me here. I really had a lot of fun today. Thank you so hmm. much. And so, uh, sometime do come over by my own podcast as well. Oh yeah, I'd love to. And that's about it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Politicast. Check out Aryan's podcast link is down in the description if you're on YouTube and on Spotify. And that's all for today, guys. Thank you. Thank you.